friends, it's about that time again for another episode of Completely Random with Nicholas Cushman. This is now the second episode of my third season of this podcast, and I want to thank each and every one of you for listening. I just want to start off today just talking about change. I've been seeing a lot on social media and things of that nature that people are, you know, really down, you know, really depressed and their mental health issues are really getting to take a hold of them around this time of the year and well, for quite some time now for some of these individuals and you know, um yeah, I kind of lost my train of thought here uh, sorry you know, um with mental health and things of that nature we've been taught or have gotten you know the advice of others at least I have about ways to occupy your mind ways to cope ways to change you know the way I think trying to maybe have a more positive outlook on things or again like changing the you know way of thinking or changing like how I go about doing things each and every day and the part about change that I wanted to bring up here in this opening quick segment is that we cannot you know expect the outside world and the outside things of the environment to to change um, necessarily we can't force other people to change we can suggest things we can try to give them you know advice tips pointers support you know love all those other kinds of things but at the end of the day it's up to us as individuals to push ourselves especially those of us with depression those of us with you know anxiety those of us with our day-to-day issues that we suffer with with um, things will not get any better and things will not ultimately change unless we go out and push ourselves to be the change we want to see in others or to be the change that we want to see in society to be the change we want to see in our daily environments whether that's work whether that's home whether that's uh, with friends or whether that's just out in any other sort of scenario so um, I just want to say today that you know I understand that there's a lot of a lot of you out there that are suffering with you know depression right now that are suffering with your anxiety right now that are suffering with you know the bipolar disorders that you have the you know there's some of you that are just suffering right now with your current circumstances but I just want to tell you guys that you know that you are cared about that you are loved that you are supported 
but I also want to tell you guys today to please like I can't I can't make you guys change but I just want to like challenge those of you guys that are listening right now that are going through something to get up make some sort of positive change to your daily routine some sort of positive change to your mental mindset mental mindset make some sort of positive change at your workplace in your home in your relationships with a significant other with children with parents with grandparents with aunts uncles with co-workers with whatever be the change that you want to see in others and be the change you want to see in your surroundings in your environment i'll be right back talking about some green bay packers all right we're back as i promised we're going to talk about some green bay packers here they played yesterday in green bay against the seattle seahawks in a game that brought that was interesting because it brought the return of both Russell Wilson, who's been out with a with a finger injury. He's been out for the past three weeks, and he finally came back for Seattle. And the return of Aaron Rodgers after having to be out for a little over a week due to uh, the COVID-19 virus and the NFL's protocol based on that. Uh, This game started out incredibly, incredibly slowly. Um, Both teams having to punt very frequently in both the first and second quarter. Well, combined, Corey Bohorquez for the Green Bay had three punts. And then for Seattle, total... Michael Dixon for Seattle had six. So the entire game, there were nine punts, but it seemed like most of them, honestly, came in the first half here. Uh, again, the kicking woes continued for Green Bay as Mason Crosby missed a, missed a field goal very early on. I believe it was in the first quarter. He had an opportunity to kick one from around 40-something yards, and he missed it right, even though, yes, it was a windy day outside and the conditions were snowy later on. But, yeah, Mason Crosby has not had a very good year. You could say, you know, you could blame it on the long snapper for not snapping the ball correctly or the the right way, where the holder... Yeah, where the holder couldn't rotate the ball the way that they're supposed to, throwing off the rhythm of the kick. There could be, you know, Crosby doesn't have the great greatest amount of confidence right now. He's maybe possibly trying to overdo things, where which can you know mess with the angle of his kick or the trajectory or the accuracy. 
but Crosby did hit a his only field goal today in the second quarter, a very manageable and easy 27-yard field goal. And by halftime, it was only three to nothing Green Bay, and it was the lowest scoring game at halftime in the NFL this season. Things eventually, you know, started picking up. Not in the third quarter as nobody scored again, but in the fourth quarter, you know, things started coming together for for Green Bay here as A.J. Dillon scored the only two touchdowns of the game, both in relatively close goal line situations. And A.J. Dillon, who, well, I'm going to get into this in just a little bit, is going to have the, you know an increased workload here coming up. He finished the day with 21 attempts, yeah, 21 rushes for 66 yards, two touchdowns, only averaging 3.1 yards per carry. Watching him go, though, it's honestly seemed like a lot more. Aaron Rodgers, yeah, showed that the week off, you know, kind of affected him. Maybe the conditions affected him a little bit too as he wasn't as greatly accurate as we've seen him in previous games or even previous seasons. It seems like maybe there's, you know, something going on this year where he's not, you know, the most completely accurate. I mean, he's still at about nearly 65% completions for the entire year, but the last you know, a few games. It seems like he's barely over 50% accuracy or completion percentage. And today, you know, also you know, yesterday wasn't the greatest game for him either as he threw an interception in a crucial, you know, well, in the red zone. He threw, yeah, which ended up having, you know, Seattle have, well, Seattle got the interception for a touchback, but on the same side, Russell Wilson showed that he is still pretty rusty and needs to, you know, that his fingers maybe not healed 100% yet. He doesn't have the most comfort holding the ball and throwing the ball yet as he finished 20 out of 40 for only 161 yards and two interceptions, and both of Seattle's interceptions came in the red zone and both were intercepted in the end zone for touchbacks the interceptions for green bay came from adrian amos and kevin king which is honestly kind of a surprise with all the negative feedback that kevin king's got in his well throughout his entire career coming up with a huge interception today or yesterday was just awesome. This defense for Green Bay since the first game they played in the loss against New Orleans has really, you know, impressed me. They seem like they've gotten better each and every single game. And to hold Seattle scoreless throughout the entire game is also something pretty pretty awesome. If Seattle hasn't been shut out in a game in quite some time either. I suppose I probably should have told you guys the final score of the game back when I started this segment, but 
my bad. I kind of just you know, ramble on and get lost in my own thoughts here. Final score, Green Bay 17, Seattle 0. Getting back into the stat line here, was I was talking about Aaron Rodgers before, he finished 23-37 of 37 for 292 yards in the one in reception. Now getting into something else here too, Aaron Jones came out of the game with a knee injury yesterday's ball game and turns out when I read the report on it today he's going to be out for one to two weeks with an MCL strain considering you know the one two the one two punch that Dylan and yeah that Dylan and Jones have provided all season especially with Jones catching the catching passes in the backfield He's going to end, end up being, you know, greatly missed. As Aaron Jones did before he went out yesterday, caught four passes for 61 yards. And Dylan caught, well, two passes for 62 yards. But leading the way receiving for Green Bay yesterday was Devontae Adams with seven receptions for 78 yards. And he was targeted 11 times. Uh, more stats here for Green Bay as they had three sacks yesterday. One by Whitney Merciless, one by Rashawn Gary, and one by Preston Smith. So the defense stepped up with three sacks and two interceptions yesterday. And they did, you know, a really, really good job holding a Seattle team, which does have, you know, the offensive weapons in Russell Wilson with DJ Metcalf and with uh, Tyler Lockett as well at wide receiver to hold DK, DK Metcalf to only three receptions for 26 yards and Tyler Lockett only being held to two receptions for 23 yards. The defense, you know, really stepped up yesterday. So again, Green Bay won a very important game against Seattle yesterday. 17 to nothing. Go Pack Go. We'll be right back with some closing thoughts and maybe some talk about the recent WWE releases from a couple weeks back. All right, now as I promised here, I'm getting into the last segment. I want to talk about the, the recent strings of WWE releases dating back to November 4th. On November 4th, 18 WWE superstars were released from their contracts due to budgetary reasons, even though in, a conf in conflicting reports, WWE did release their financial information and it seemed as though they made uh, quite a bit of a profit. Um, so these releases and a lot of the past ones don't seem to necessarily make sense even though reading into it I read another article that stated that these cuts were due to the fact that WWE was desperate to keep or sign some of the superstars that were really on their radar and so they wanted to offer them longer and more lucrative contracts to stay 
with the company so AEW wouldn't be able to sign them but now that it's becoming more of a reality that AEW can't afford to sign every superstar that WWE cuts even some of the bigger names WWE decided to release them anyway um, here are the following superstars that were cut on November 4th uh, B-Fab from the stable hit row Ember Moon Ava Marie Frankie Monet Grand Metalik Harry Smith Jr otherwise known as the well he's the son of the British Bulldog Jeet Rama Jesse Kamea Karrion Cross, Katrina Cortez Keith Lee Mia Yim Nia Jax Oni Lorcan Scarlett Bordeaux Trey Baxter and Zeta Ramir you know that might not seem like 18 that were cut on the the fourth it's still those are the ones that I'm seeing here as far as um, well the article that I'm reading on gamespot.com basically went through and shared all the current uh, releases from 2021 so far but these are the latest string the ones that surprised me the absolute most where I'm going to start off with um Harry Smith Jr., he basically just re-signed with the company late in 2020, and he wasn't even, you know, showcased on live television, you know, wasn't showcased in any way, shape, or form, so why why waste the money on re-signing him when you had absolutely zero plan of using him or the plans that they to use him were never going to pan out Frankie Monet that's another surprise release to me because I thought WWE was going to really push her as one of the staples of the women's division in NXT and just before her release she did have a NXT women's title match against Raquel Gonzalez so that was kind of a surprise one Ava Marie doesn't really seem like much of a huge surprise because she never, I guess, could get the crowd like reaction that WWE wanted her to get as a heel right now. And especially, and well, because Ava Marie never could bring it together too, even though she trained and tried as a in-ring performer. It just seemed like she could never you know, put two and two together. And I guess that's what surprises me about her being released though, is that they wasted the money and all the time spent on the the videos, like hyping her return and this and that only to get released very shortly. Ember Moon, very bigger surprise to me because she was a, you know, former NXT um, women's tag team champion, a former NXT women's champion, had all the you know athleticism in the world, you know could really seem to you know wrestle 
Um, the only, I guess, downfall to her was probably not being so much of a um, good performer, I guess, on the microphone doing promos and things like that. But she's been pushed, you know, heavily in the past. So it just seems kind of a surprise that they're going to get rid of her now. Going into B-Fab from Hit Row, they just brought up Hit Row to the SmackDown roster. And very shortly after that, they just, you know, let her go. Um, maybe it was just a sign that she was the weaker link in in the group and that WWE felt like Hit Row would be able to thrive still without having the female presence in the group, even though maybe later on they tried again. Keith Lee. Okay, getting into Keith Lee's... Um, release major major shocker here because he was he's a I guess maybe almost a once in a generation kind of athlete for you know his size and what he can do and showcase in the ring I thought he was going to be pushed you know to the moon here considering that he had a very strong showing you know in the Survivor Series, I think, of 2000, yeah, 2020 Survivor Series, he had a huge pop just standing in the ring there with, you know, Roman Reigns, and I thought that was going to be a sign that Keith Lee had a big future, as well as the pop that Keith Lee received, like, standing in the ring with Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble um, in, I think, I don't know if it was earlier earlier 2021 just seemed like a guy that could really go you know would be able to cut a good promo be able to get over with the fans but you know he was given you know he had his health issues with you know covid and having like some sort of heart or cardio vascular issues when it came to that too and it took him like quite a while to recover enough to be able to be you know back on the main roster he got stuck with uh having like the bearcat moniker in his name which turns out that it wasn't his idea to do so um yeah just just a a surprise of a release Nia Jax I thought, you know, she was going to be one that would always stay with the company until she decided to leave because she was, well, she is The Rock's cousin. And, you know, I thought there was going to be that sort of protection there in order to keep, you know, The Rock happy in case The Rock would ever decide to come back for, like, another match or to come back and do some television or do, like, some sort of promo and things like that to help the company out. Uh, Nia Jax multiple time well champion with the company whether it be the women's tag team champion or she was a raw women's champion at one point too even though she was often very known for being reckless in the ring and injuring um well legitimately injuring some of her opponents as well before her release though she was on an approved mental health uh, sabbatical so releasing her even though she was on an approved uh, 
approved time away. It seems really kind of tacky on WWE's part. Um, Karrion Cross, probably the biggest surprise release out of any of the ones that I've mentioned because he, when WWE signed him away from Impact Wrestling back in 2020 or late 2019, whenever that was, I read that he was honestly going to be pushed to the absolute moon. He was either going to, you know, be showcased right away on the main roster and skip the NXT part, or he wasn't going to be in NXT very long. Karrion Cross, you know, ultimately uh, had a good undefeated streak, went on to win the NXT championship not once, but but twice. After he won his title the first time, though, unfortunately, he had to be out for a few months because of a, of an injury. But then he came back, you know, went on a dominant streak again, won the NXT championship. Yes, he ended up losing it to Samoa Joe later on, but then, you know, Karrion Cross got brought up to the main roster on Raw, and it just kind of went downhill from there for him you know he lost his very first match on Raw to Jeff Hardy then he kind of went on a win he won a couple or he won one against Keith Lee and then I think he lost one to Keith Lee and then went back on you know a short winning streak but I think part of his downfall too was he was given this really really goofy helmet and ring gear that almost reminded me of like 19... 80s demolition almost or like Mortal Kombat sort of costume and you know what that didn't go over very well with the with the crowd they saw him I guess more of a joke even though WWE kind of took him off TV with uh, with the premise that they were going to you know kind of rebuild his character around again you know and just add more layers to the character that he already had but um, those were, you know, the WWE releases on November 4th that I wanted to get into. Um, you know, some surprises there, like I stated before. And, um, well, getting into, like, I guess the last little bit of the show today is that, yeah, I found out that uh, C4 Energy Drink has partnered with, like, you know, the Eminem Mars company especially uh, Starburst and has released um, flavors of their energy drink based on, you know, the main flavors of Starburst, uh, lemon, orange, strawberry, and cherry. Uh, You know me, I'm kind of an energy drink uh, connoisseur, uh, so to speak. I tried the lemon one and and the lemon one, yeah, you get that, like, you know, citrusy, you know, kind of taste to it. It doesn't have, you know, the the sweetness that I would, you know, kind of want from a lemony um, energy drink. It doesn't necessarily remind me heavily of the lemon Starburst flavor. Um, it is pretty, pretty good though. And then, you know, I did try the the strawberry one. Um, actually, I got a can left here so I'm gonna quick grab the can here so I can read off some of the 
interesting you know facts off the off the can in case anybody's potentially interested in giving these a shot um you can order them online i think through i don't know if it's c4 oh do they have a website no i don't see i don't know if it's c4 i don't know if it's c4.com or c4 rewards.com but what makes um you know these drinks a little bit different than the ones that i've tried is that you can tap into the explosive energy of c4 and unleash superhuman performance and dominate life it's it, these drinks contain something called carnison this patented form of beta alanine has been clinically shown to fight fatigue and improve muscular endurance within minutes of drinking c4 you may feel a tingling sensation from beta alanine signal that your body is primed for superhuman performance i'm wondering if these things are if these drinks are meant before you work out maybe um i honestly i've only drank these just a little just like before i go to work or something like that so i kind of have that nice energy energy boost or whatnot um these drinks also have something called you know beta power this clinically studied naturally derived form of betaine is sourced from beets and helps support hydration okay well these drinks have zero sugar apparently zero calories and 200 milligrams of caffeine which is a little more than your typical monster or red bull energy drink but less than you'll get from rain bang and like g fuel things of that nature um little safety thing here studies have been studies have shown performance benefits of beta alanine to be correlated with muscle carnosine concentration which increase with cumulative use um these drinks are made in the usa using strategically sourced domestic and imported ingredients and components oh yeah the website is c4energy.com these drinks are distributed by Nutribolt out of Austin, Texas. Um, let's see. In terms of nutrition facts, there's 30 milligrams of niacin, which is 190% of the daily value. Vitamin B12, 6MCG, which I'm not sure what that means. Sorry. That's 250% of your daily recommended dosage the ingredients here of the strawberry flavor are carbonated water carnison beta alanine l citrulline malic acid the beta power is betanine and hydrous citric acid natural flavors potassium sorbate which is a preservative so yeah they got to have some sort of preservative in here apparently caffeine and hydrous sucralose okay so that's telling me that even though it says it has zero sugar the sucralose acts as an artificial sweetening agent but apparently the it doesn't count they say it doesn't count as sugar but i still think it does acylfame potassium 
niacinamide, N-acetyl, L-tyrosine, cyanocobalamin, well, vitamin B12, essentially that's what that is. And it said, like I stated before, 200 milligrams per 16 ounce can. If you're looking for like a tasty, you know, energy drink, that's a little bit something different. And if you're a fan of Starburst, the candy, but you're looking for a different alternative to enjoy, like a, a Starburst flavored anything, I would give this a shot. Out of 10, I would probably give the C4 Superhuman Performance Starburst flavored energy drinks about a 7 out of 10. Um, before I close the show today, I want to get back into what I opened with, and that's about change. Again, I'm challenging each and every one of you today. It's hard, and it's difficult, and nearly impossible, as it may be, to get up and do something, even the smallest, remote, positive thing that can change your mental outlook, that can change your work environment, your home environment, the relationships that you have with others into some sort of a positive. You can only suggest and hope that other people can change around you, but you can never force them to. Only you can change the things that you have the power to change. Be the change that you want to see in this world and in others. Until next time, take care and God bless. This has been Completely Random with Nicholas Cushman. Season 3, Episode 2.